Good morning, Instagram. I am going live, hopefully. I feel like it's been a while since I've done this, but by the magic of uh, technology, we'll be going live with Angie to chat about something. So does this sound like you? You start like a diet or a lifestyle change. You are 100% all in. You are deciding that this is gonna be it. You are going to change your lifestyle. And then, uh, I don't know, let's call it week two, you're suddenly feeling a bit disillusioned and you are um, not able to keep with that same initial momentum. And who better to chat about this with than Angie? Good morning. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> I'm very good. How are you? Yeah, I'm really, really well, thank you. And uh, there's no one I prefer to discuss this topic with because I know as coaches, and we both run like um, time-bound kind of, resets so we wouldn't call them like they're 100% not shreds but we take people on journeys for I know you take them on a journey for eight weeks and I take them on a journey for six weeks and I think because we do that we probably have a really kind of good understanding of the normal pattern that people go through when they're trying to embrace a lifestyle change and I know that initially when we're onboarding like new clients it's so exciting motivation is like sky high everybody's perfect and they're you know plate methoding their food they're hitting their protein they're striving for their steps and then something happens around for me i i would say it probably happens around week three yeah yeah we sometimes week four week five i think as well okay. Yeah. You run a slightly longer program, so I was kind of interested. I was like, I, I wonder if there's an expectation as well of when it might hit. Like, if in your head you've got six weeks, that's a little bit of a different mindset than maybe eight weeks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe, Angie, I don't know if you've got an example of of just kind of like a, a quite a normal client who you might have, like how they come in and maybe kind of what the motivational dip tends to look like or kind of can you almost guess those those people that might struggle more from the outset yeah i mean i work with um, my group clients but also one-to-one -one clients so there's a client i'm thinking of at the moment and she's been with me since last november so quite a long time now so when i take on a client that i know is going to be you know a lifestyle client someone who wants to really work on their habits etc for a period of time i know and i expect for that client to have a dip at some point because it's inevitable, right? We, we all start with really high motivation, but at some point life happens and the things that we were really excited about to begin with no longer feel that exciting or maybe we've just got a bit complacent with them and we're not showing up to them as much. So when I was working with this client, she had quite a lot of like social things coming up and I kind of expected, pre-expected that this is when the dip would happen because not only would she have to take a bit of a step back on her, you know, focus, she wasn't able to get to the gym as much because she was traveling to a different country and that kind of thing. She wasn't able to, you know, really think about what food to buy into the house because she was going to other people's houses, et cetera, et cetera. And I expected that at that point she would lose, you know, track as such or lose sight of her goal. Yeah. And that is because reality happens and we can't, I think that the issue is if you start a journey and you start it being perfect, you cannot expect yourself to continue 
being that perfect like life is going to happen you're going to want to enjoy things so you need to have this understanding that it's not essentially a dip in motivation it's that your circumstances have changed and you have to adapt and yeah. you either choose to adapt or you quit yeah that's that's so key like i was just going to say the same thing and it's those for me like a massive red flag and i do say it because at the beginning i have like a call with everybody starting the reset and I, I try and stress it and the more I work with people and I, I think we're both kind of we've been in the game quite a long time the more I say to people please don't start this perfectly like you don't need to be perfect like I and I know you again we have fundamentals and I know we work very similarly so of kind of nutrition goals about you know variety and making sure there's protein and loads of veggies and about moving more so getting more steps in and obviously like a training component but I'm like you know this doesn't need to be hit perfectly and sometimes people will check in with I only did two workouts or yeah. only did I don't know uh, 8,000 steps every day. And I'm like, no, no, never use only. Be like, okay, so I got two amazing workouts in this week. And, you know, I uh, prioritize getting some sunshine every day and getting my steps in. And I get really, really worried about those people who for the first two weeks have maybe avoided social situations and they're perfect. They're like, yeah, my... Um, my energy's right on balance, I'm hitting my protein, I'm hitting my movement, I'm hitting my training, I've suspended real life. Yeah. Like, oh, this is, you know, I don't have anything social going on, so I know I can completely commit to this. Because the problem is, if you're that type of person who when you're all in, you're 100%, just like you said, Angie, something comes up, like suddenly you're not in control of the food because you're at a friend's house, you've got a holiday, you're traveling. What are you going to do if you're either perfect or you're, you're just like not engaged at all? And then obviously you yeah. feel you're off the wagon. And as soon as you're off the wagon, you're like wallowing about in the bucket bucket. And suddenly you're not nudging or striving for anything. You're just waiting again. You'll be like, well, I can't, I can't get anywhere close to the person I want to be at the moment. So I'll just revert back. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny because I have clients check in that will often say to me, oh, you know, I, I know I haven't been the perfect client. I know I haven't done this or I haven't done that. And I'm like, no, let me stop you there. Actually, what you have been doing is joining normal life with actually working towards your goals in a manageable way. This is how we make progress, not perfect six weeks and then you know you revert back to old habits um should we go over tips like what tips do we have mm -hmm. to get over this motivational dip because at the end of the day we're all going to do it whether it's within fat loss whether it's in you know a goal that you want to achieve and that could just be you know a general goal like saving money or starting a new job starting out a new career it doesn't have to be related to you know health and exercise and fat loss obviously we're going to talk about that but what sort of tips do you have for when somebody's come to you and gone I've just got no motivation like I just I think yeah I really like actually you pointing out the fact that this happens across life and I think something that can be really motivational is that reframe of, okay, so if this is so normal that everyone comes up to this dip, 
kind of be motivated by the fact that you want to be the type of person that gets yeah. out of the dip, that wants to get the other side. And I know something that would resonate with you and me quite a lot is, I think there's that lovely stat about kind of podcasts and only it's something crazy. 25, over 25 podcasts or something. Just, if yeah. it, something like that. If you don't manage 25 episodes, then your podcast is going to fail or something. Yeah, and you and I both have podcasts. If anyone's listening and likes this type of chat, check out Andy and I. We've got hours of content, free content. I <laughs> see mindset, etc. But as in, it's that idea and actually knowing that. So when I set out to do the podcast, I was like, well, I'm just going to turn up and do one every single week without fail. And I know you're the same. And actually knowing that most people give up is quite exciting for me. Yeah, yeah. Quite motivating. And it's the same with like healthy lifestyles. If you take a moment to kind of look at the normal population, like actually most of the population, they don't prioritize kind of like protein and vegetables. They don't prioritize training or movement. And that's why we've got such a sort of obesogenic you know, community, it's why people are really struggling, because actually, the majority of people don't get through that dip, they don't get to finding their mind body happy, they don't find this pattern that they enjoy repeating and the pattern that makes them thrive, the majority of people don't nail it. So actually knowing that, like, part of me is a bit like, oh, well, I kind of want to be the person that nails it, that gets through that dip. So if you are listening to this, if you always kind of give up in the dip, then all you're gonna have to do is climb up that steep hill and start again, and then you'll get back down to the dip. So anticipating that dip, I think, is the first thing I would say. And almost be like, oh, it's interesting. And there's someone I'm working with currently, and I think she listens to the podcast. But prior to her starting, she was like, I am that person. I'm 100% in. I do brilliantly for two weeks, and then I fall off. And that's exactly what she did with me. And it was a self-fulfilling prophecy in a sense, because she was like, this is going to happen. Oh, look, it's happened. But when she was right down in the dip, we just scaled everything back. 45 minutes, too much. How about 10 minutes, three times a week? Such a low barrier that there is no barrier. And she's just doing it. And she's now starting to incrementally build it. If 10,000 steps is too much when you're in the dip, how about you just set the task of being outside walking for 20 minutes in the sunshine, stop counting. If um, sort of knowing energy or knowing protein targets is too much, scale it back. Vegetables and protein at every meal, but don't care about quantity, just veg and protein. Forget about tracking. So, you know, there's ways, but anticipating the fact it's coming and then scaling things back, because then you're gonna have a habit you can start to, to build on. You can't build from nothing. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think everything that you were saying there about, you know, that particular client who, you know, 45 minutes was too much right now. So you scale it back to 10, tracking your steps versus going out for a walk. That's what normal life looks like. That's what I do now. I have days, you know, yes, obviously I'm pregnant, but I have days where I'm really tired. The other day, I took my Fitbit off because I was like, this is triggering me. I'm too tired to hit my 12,000 steps a day. I'm going to take it off. And I went out and took the dog out for a walk because I had to, but also to get some sunlight. And I was like, okay, today I alter, you know, my target. I make it realistic to me and applicable to me right now. And I'm going to get out and do 30 minutes in the sunshine. So it's not just a case of like, you don't just use this stuff whilst you're working towards a goal. These are the habits and the skills and the tools that you learn for life so that if you are having a day, I'm sure you have it, Katie, where you know, you've been traveling all day for work, et cetera, going to London. Some days you're probably like, actually, 
I haven't been able to hit my fruit and veg target. So instead of focusing on the negative, I'm going to focus on the positive. And actually, I moved loads today. You know, I was on the tube. Da, da, da. It's about, it's not always about having a positive mindset. It's about, I don't know, what's the word for it? I think as well, it's being really compassionate to yourself. Yeah. And I really, yeah. I mean, I, I want to actually talk to you all about compassion another day. But the more I'm working through all of this kind of, how do you actually make change? And obviously, it has to come from a place of love and compassion. If there's nothing else that you try and implement daily but it's compassion for yourself so say for example you are having that type of day and you know there's no way in the world you know like I don't know the kids are about to all be off aren't they you might just have a crazy day you know steps is going to be tricky you know don't wear your monitor that's going to remind you be compassionate take it off personally I've stopped tracking all things because I just think for me it's better um but then being like oh actually maybe I couldn't be perfect but wasn't it fantastic that um, I still picked up a piece of fruit when I saw one at the supermarket or that I still managed to get some sunshine on my skin. I managed to get to bed at quite a good time. So that reframes, although things maybe weren't perfect, what positives can you pull out? Um, being compassionate is huge and being kind to yourself. It's choosing to listen to your inner cheerleader, the cheerleader isn't it? Yeah. Your inner cheerleader is the one that's telling you, well done, you ate an apple today. But the other... The, the other horrible voice that we hear is, oh, for God's sake, you only managed an apple. It's listening to that inner cheerleader. If you um, hear, I'm always like only, never like everyone who checks in with me. Some people still pop in an only and I always pull them up on it. I'm like, it's never an only. Like there's people who would give their eye teeth to have a um, structure in place where they exercise twice a week. Like for them, that would be incredible. It'd be transformative to their health. Even if it was like 10 minutes, three times a day, some people would do anything to have the type of brain that allows them to train three times a week, even if it was just for 10 minutes, because they feel so far away from it. So never kind of, never downplay how amazing it is that you're managing to do something that nudges you in that right direction. So never yeah change your language absolutely um another thing to think about and you know this is all very similar but enjoying you kind of mentioned it there but really actually choosing to enjoy the dip okay right now i can't live up to you know uh these expectations that i put on myself but what i can do is manage this amount and actually have a bit more of a social life or maybe work has gone a bit mental or you're you know you're having to study and that kind of thing and really actually choosing well I'm going to enjoy the little bits that I can manage right now and enjoy this harder phase where you know I'm going to actually show up for myself I'm going to prove to myself that I can do these things versus on um, I don't enjoy it anymore because I can't achieve X amount of workouts a week. I can't achieve, you know, my healthy protein meals every single day. So it's, it's having that thought process that actually this is a choice. I can choi uh, choose to enjoy it or I can choose to revert back to old habits. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, so yeah, definitely so anticipating it, obviously doing as much reframing and being really compassionate, knowing that it's going to come. And I think this was um, quite a nice thought as well about the fact that kind of, the harder something is, kind of the larger the reward. So mm -hmm. like everybody who's probably choosing to work with us, like you want the ultimate reward, which is to live in a body that feels forms amazingly, that feels like it's thriving. Like that is like golden ticket. Like that's kind of, you know, like winning the lottery. 
So, you know, the fact that you have to put some hard work in to achieve it means that that reward is going to be all the greater. So knowing that you've come up to that really predictable dip where actually it feels like you're a million miles away from your target, but know that the gold is just kind of the other side. There's that lovely image there of somebody kind of like hacking away with like a little uh, pick, uh, pick, I want to say pick ice. It's not a pick ice, uh, you know, like a little hammer basically. Yeah, yeah find the the cave wall is like a diamond and so often that's where you're at you're like if it's a fat loss journey if it's like a fitness journey you're probably much closer than you think you are and really the only way of getting sort of through that last bit of wall is to keep chip chip chipping away and it doesn't need to be perfect it just needs to be little chips it needs to be little nods towards that person you want to be but the magic is kind of happening in the background and I think you just said it as well so not only enjoying um or kind of acknowledging that the fact that you're in a dip means that the good stuff's about to happen, but also then um, enjoying the process and stop kind of waiting. And I know for you and I, we often have people who are like, oh, you know, so I'm putting off doing this until I am able to, I don't know, like someone recently said to me that they wanted to be able to wear a bikini. And I was like, yeah, yeah. So you're going to get the bikini on now. <laughs> and we're going to be working on the other stuff anyway, because you have to just, you have to stop putting things on hold or being like, oh, well, I'll do that when I'm a size 10 or um, I'll do that when I, you know, drop this amount of scale weight because I'll be feeling more confident. So you have to stop delaying life for whatever your goal is, whether that's like fitness or fat loss or whatever it is. You have to, to realize that you can't put life on hold. Mm. It's that difference, isn't it, between thinking, right, I need to be patient, but actually... Patience sometimes is a bit of a negative word. Whilst we, you know, must all learn that we must be patient in life for things, we actually just need to stop waiting. We need to stop waiting and seeing patience as waiting because it's not. You can still live your life to the full whilst you're working, you know, towards a goal or just towards being a healthier, happier person. You don't have to put things on hold. You know, you don't have to wait until like you said like you weigh 10 stone to be happy you can choose to be happy now and part of that you know having patience is to enjoy the now it you know it all falls back into one enjoying the process having patience to stop waiting but i think the biggest thing to know is no matter how much motivation you have to begin with you are always going to have this dip and actually just referring this back to i was just thinking about my pre and postnatal course when i first got my book through for my pre and postnatal course i was like really excited to get stuck in i couldn't wait by the time i got to chapter four by the way there are 27 chapters by chapter four i my motivation dipped and i was like this is taking forever there's so much to take in da, da, da. and at that point i did have a bit of a dip and i did stop pulling that book out for a couple of weeks because I just was you know I was like god it seems such a lot 27 chapters seems such a long way away but what did that do that stalled my progress with my course you know so it wasn't until like right how can I enjoy this and what I start to do is actually write a bit of a course to go alongside it so I chose 
to see it from a different perspective. And I was like, how can I enjoy this goal? Like, yeah. this is uncomfortable, you know, it's gonna take me a while to get to chapter 12, 15. And now, you know, I've completed that course and I, I did this like a month or so ago. When I got to that chapter, I think it was like 24, I was like, oh my God, I'm so close. And that was really exciting. So you have to learn that there's two ends of the spectrum. There's super exciting. You can choose to see it as boring or you can choose to see it as life and then super exciting again, you know? So, of course. Yeah, no, I really, yeah. It, it's so tricky, isn't it? Because yeah, anticipating, knowing it's going to be there and then knowing that the good stuff is around the corner. But it, there's things, obviously, and I know lot, we talk a lot about habits on both of our podcasts, but it's also realising that you can't rely on motivation for a lot of these kind of lifestyle changes. It is things like really boring things like, you know, your um, workout happens on the same day at the same time, you know, that it's booked into your diary in advance, that your environment's set up to help you. Um, like if you're always going to be like depending on your motivation and your willpower and you're not going to kind of bubble wrap these new habits like when you're in that dip it's going to be much much harder um, to kind of pull yourself back out um, and I think the other thing what else was I going to say oh I can't even remember now Angie I've kind of gone off on a little tangent of myself but I think <laughs> enjoying the process of looking after oh that's it as you were speaking, um, I was just thinking, the problem is, and I think we all have clients who work with us multiple times, sometimes you get amazing success and maybe you have put your life on hold. I suppose it's, it's that other way of doing things. You found that clear six weeks or eight weeks where nothing exciting's happened. You know, you get amazing results. If it's fat loss, you know, you lose the fat that you want to lose. You've got, you know, embedded habits of exercise, better nutrition. However, you've never had anything to challenge it. And then as soon as real life comes knocking, you you just, you're like all kind of thrown out. You don't know what to do. And before you know it, you feel like you're back at square one. So the problem is you're only going to maintain the results that you achieve if you've enjoyed the process. And that's why if people decide to be like super restrictive, stop living their normal life alongside their goal, that the two can never be compatible. And I know we've spoken about that before, but that kind of like dream body that you want has to be to a degree compatible with your dream lifestyle. Otherwise, what is the point? Like you get this like super lean body, but it doesn't go out to eat meals with its family. It, you know, it, it never has like a rest day. It's always thinking about food and exercise. And it's like, well, that's no fun either. So you have to make sure that the you've kind of found that middle ground. You've found you're kind of happy and you're just in that imperfect action. You're enjoying the process long enough to see results as well as want to stay in action because you don't have to at once and then go oh this is amazing I'm sure it will stay like this forever and it's the same with your body yeah one of the things that um really sticks out for me and I talk a lot about with my clients is and I read this in a book I can never remember which book it was it's about stop trying to think about what you're moving away from the painful things you're moving away from and start thinking about what you're moving towards because if you have towards language you're excited. If you have pain language, it's not that exciting. For example, let's say you've got a super busy week, you know the kids, you know, are expecting you to take you to so many clubs, etc. etc. You can only fit two workouts in, you've not been able to do your food shop, you know, that kind of thing, you're just grabbing and going. In that moment, instead of thinking, oh, I have to do these workouts because otherwise I'm gonna, you know, I'm still gonna be fat. 
right? That's, that's, a, that's a pain. I'm still going to be fat and that's why I'm doing those, those workouts. Stop thinking in that way and think what you're moving towards. I'm going to do these workouts because it's moving, to, moving me towards the healthy mum that I want to become. And it's as simple as that. If you're in that motivation dip, thinking about the pain points will not push you forward. Thinking about, oh, I've got to do this because otherwise I'm going to be fat is not motivating. But thinking about actually this workout, this 10 minute, 20 minute workout helps me to be the person I am becoming and the woman that I want to become in the future. That is way more motivating. So really think about when you're in this dip of motivation, when you can't be bothered, when you think, what's the point? What are you moving towards by taking that small action instead of away from? Because it's just not exciting, you know? It's really not exciting thinking, oh, I don't want, you know, I don't want to be a size 22 anymore. I don't want to be here. I don't like this. I don't, no, stop it. What are you moving towards? And that will help to move you forwards. Oh, I love that. I love that. That reminds me of that amazing chat I had with Debbie. And she was like, let love be the kind of gateway and the fuel. Um, and often I say to people, if there's nothing else, you know, like if like literally life is crazy. And I know for loads of us, life is about to kick off because, you know, there's going to be lots of people demanding our time over the next kind of six to seven weeks. Um, but if you can just remember that like one thing, which is like, what would loving me even more deeply right now look like? Like, what would that be? And it's just lovely because just like you say, it just reframes it because no one's going to hate themselves into change. It just yeah. is inspirational. And, you know, again, I know you and I really work very hard on mindset to tease away. Like the reason we strength train, the reason we pick up heavy things, it is not to like lose fat. It is to become strong and get superpowers. So again, you're doing that workout. You get to do that workout because you know, again, if you're working with Angie and I, the likelihood is you're really fortunate and you're living in a very privileged body where you are able to engage in training and movement. You do have the ability to get stronger and fitter and healthier. You know, you do get that choice to go into the supermarket and hopefully fill up your basket with fresh fruit, fresh vegetables, some nice sources of protein that you enjoy eating and see that as a privilege, like a massive privilege. And then it just changes your mindset. Like you get to, you know, most of the people we're working with, you know, if you're, you own an iPhone, if you can listen to podcasts, you know, which is the majority of people who are even watching this are in that position. Notice your position of privilege and then notice that you get to take your body, your mindset, and whatever journey you want to take it on, nothing's being done to you. Like you ultimately are in control of all of those decisions. So, you know, inserting a pause, kind of taking a breath, reflecting, actually, what do I need right now? And for loads of the people we work with, kids are about to be off and they'll be demanding what they want. So every now and again, just kind of almost putting, and I say to people now, like almost touching your own body, kind of doing that affectionate touch, taking two or three breaths and just checking that you're not just always reacting and that you're responding and you are lining up with this vision of this person you're moving towards. That's such a nice idea. Like, what am I moving towards? I love it. Yeah, absolutely. I think we've talked about the fact that you should acknowledge the dip. Um, we've talked about the fact that you should embrace it. See it almost as exciting. The fact that most people won't make it through that dip. I have even started thinking about saying that to people at the beginning of a reset. Like, are you going to be 
the ones that make it through? Like, do you want to be the person at six weeks who, or eight weeks, who has got this new pattern that you're moving towards, who has nudged in that direction, but almost see it as, you know, quite motivating to think, yes, I want to be the person who doesn't kind of stay in the dip. Yeah, yeah. And what else we've said, enjoy, enjoy the process, stop waiting. Yeah. And probably to finish off is if you are struggling and you physically cannot do it by yourself, hire somebody to help you. That's what me and Katie do. You know, as professionals, we are here to help you through these hurdles because we've been through it ourselves. And if we haven't, we've had clients who've been through all different types of journeys before. And we're so passionate about you making this a lifestyle, you know, choice and change. We don't want you to get through six weeks being perfect. Like we said, like, if anything, the clients are perfect. I'm like, I'm waiting for something to happen almost because, you know, it, you just can't be perfect in that way. There is going to be a crash. There is going to be a dip. Yeah. So work with a coach or join a community that allows you to, you know, speak about these things as well and feel connected to others who are perhaps on a similar journey to you. So those are the things that I would, I would add there. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because even like for me, and I love exercise, but I run a Thursday night live class on Zoom. If I didn't run that class, if I didn't know that people were depending on me to come in and run that class, I always say to my Thursday night crew, I'm like, I'm so happy you're here. Because if you weren't, I'm not sure I'd turn up to this. So do kind of use accountability. Like it is it is incredible and it does seem ridiculous to hire a coach to tell them what you're going to do and then do it like obviously you could just do it but if you're listening to this and you're just stuck on this kind of cycle of you know you start off all good intentions and then by two or three weeks in or maybe by like wednesday thursday you're feeling like you're off the rails and then come monday you're back and you're back to hating yourself into change you need somebody to kind of have that holistic view of your pattern of behavior to to realize that you need to actually probably do some of the real work you need to kind of start to love looking after yourself better improve your body image improve your relationship with food we instantly want to jump to diet and actually probably what we need to do is jump to doing the work that we've put off doing so if you are someone who spent your whole adult life dieting chasing fat loss chasing living in a smaller body I, I know Angie and I that kind of like we're really good at working with that type of client. So again, yeah. reach out. We've got loads of free resources. Send us a message and um hopefully over like the summer holidays is a nice time frame. You could be feeling fitter and stronger and more positive with your mindset just by kind of engaging in listening to some podcasts, you know, maybe doing some journaling, doing a bit of that inner work. And yeah, not trying to be perfect, not thinking, oh, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until the kids are back at school. Mm. The kids are going to be off like every six weeks. That's just what happens. So you have to stop waiting and you have to start moving towards future-proofing yourself and you can do it today. Um, thank you, Angie, for coming. No and I want to talk about one of those things in more detail on like a zillion other podcasts. So we'll, <laughs> but I better run. I have to pick up a small child. <laughs> you go and pick up that small child. Thanks for having me on. Oh, Lots I of love. love. Bye. Bye.